0: Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developer's podcast in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And today, we got part two of books that we've read within the
1: last couple of months. We do read.
0: Yeah. And if if y'all don't know,
1: (laughs) we spend time reading. I mean, I love a podcast, but... You know, sometimes you you gotta you gotta read a book. You gotta read a book, or you get an audio book, right? You want to switch it
0: up from oh, that's true, yeah, from from reading books (laughs) to listening to books. I've been lazy. I think the last couple books I've digested via audio books.
1: I mean, if you got a long commute, then that's 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 a good way to do it. The Bronx is far,
0: bro. (laughs) The
1: Bronx is really far. It's a a struggle. Yeah,
0: I think uh, so. A little different from the first books episode that we've had. This is a little different because I don't think any of our books that we currently read were programming books, but I do think it helps you as an engineer or as someone who's interested in becoming a manager in like soft skills, right? Or just like, someone who's a person. Yes. If you're, if you're a human and you're listening to this, these books might be for you.
1: Do you work in a professional environment as a human being?
0: There you go. Well, listen up. <laughs>
1: Tune awesome. in. Awesome.
0: I can start off first. Recently read this book, and I really hope people don't laugh or just turn it off immediately. But I picked up the book Radical Candor by Kim Scott before the Silicon Valley episode. (laughs) Before that one. Uh, First, uh, shout out to uh, Ian McNally, friend of the show. He had mentioned this book. I think I even tweeted it a while back in the rabbit hole Twitter. Definitely go check that out. But I picked up this book. I was like, oh, might as well give it a try, right? We get a budget to read books, so I sure. figured i go for it. Yeah. Uh, Got nothing to lose. Exactly. But learn knowledge is power. And this book definitely shows that. And there's one thing <laughs> that I have powerful. to capture about, <laughs> about radical candor. It's not like the Silicon Valley episode. Just don't be a jerk and tell everyone the truth, because that's, that's mean too. Like most books, this shares a particular quadrant, and I'm going to try to explain it in the best that I can, considering this is where we're speaking. Uh, so imagine across up and down is your level from low to high is your care personally realm, where you want to care personally as much as possible about an individual. And from left to right, where left is negative and right is positive, you want to challenge directly. And your goal is to care personally and challenge directly at all times with
1: your managees with people you re- with people that report to you. Okay. Do you do you want to do that like with everyone in your life? It sounds kind of exhausting. Oh,
0: Just- it can be, but I think like <laughs> <laughs> it can be it can be exhausting, but I feel like you kinda want to be and I can explain like a they use a situation I thought works really well because we've all been in this situation. Yeah. But suppose Bobby who's sitting in front of you has spinach in their mouth. Okay. Right? That, that happens to everybody. Yeah. And there are four ways everyone that you can- yeah, Everyone, everyone <laughs> loves spinach. Everyone loves spinach. it all the time. Broccoli, does it too, cilantro, oregano. You, you got something in your mouth. Some. You have some food in your teeth. There are four ways, according to Radical Candor, that people can respond to that.
1: <laughs> this is the way to understand this the world. Is the way,
0: this is the way to understand how to be radically candid, <laughs> is. according to this book. On the bottom left quadrant, you have- Manipulative insincerity. So, so that just sounds really mean. I'm trying to but imagine what this is.
1: It sounds Machiavellian. No, no. So this is like
0: a, a person. I was going to say a user. But this is a person who doesn't want to say, hey, you have something between your teeth because they themselves feel bad about it. Like they don't want to okay. be put in a position to let someone know, hey, you have something wrong. I need to help you fix that because it makes me feel weird if I told you that. Okay. So this is like an internal thing. This is like, like an internal problem that you have and you're unable to share or help someone. What well, what was that again? That's manipulative, uh, manipulative, ins- manipulative
1: insincerity. So they're so, not like withholding to see you suffer.
0: Right. They just they're not <laughs> insincere enough to help you in the situation and they're 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 not changing it because of themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you care personally about someone but you don't challenge them, they call that ruthless empathy. So it's when you don't say anything to someone about the spinach between their teeth because you think they'll feel bad about it. So I'm so empathetic, (laughs) like, oh my God, imagine a time when someone told you you have spinach in your teeth. How awkward did you feel? I don't want to do that to someone, so I'm not going to tell that person. So it's not about me. It's like, I feel empathetic about you having spinach in your teeth and having someone tell you that, that I
1: would not tell you that. Well, that's very kind of you. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> thank you for not telling me about any of this pitch in my teeth. No, but you want to. You actually, five, I, yeah. I, I did just order some uh, Pollock veneer. <laughs> you gotta so have. So I guess it's time to practice. Yeah, you're gonna be very well versed <laughs> on how you can be candid. Yeah. So then the next, so then
0: on the opposite spectrum, where you challenge directly, you have obnoxious aggression. Okay. <laughs> And that's when like, ah, look at this guy, he got spinach in his teeth. Like that's horrible. But he's being honest in the idea that you have spinach in your teeth and you need to do something about it. It needs to be directed at all times. Okay. Last but not least, you have you radical candor, which is on the top right, where you care personally, you challenge directly, you step up to the individual. Hey, you have a second, I want to tell you something. You have spinach in your teeth. You might want to get rid of it. Like, just like going up to the person, being in that situation, hey, you need to fix this in your life real quick. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> they, use, they use this example very, very quickly. And when you use these four spectrums in terms of management, I'll apply it to like real life. You know, if you see someone who isn't performing as well, mm-hmm. what do you do? Right? Like, do you keep it to yourself because you don't want to make that person feel bad? Do you keep it to yourself because you? may feel like you're not in the position to do that mm-hmm. are you going to like talk trash to them in front of the entire you know engineering team in the in the slack channel or in a pr or would you like you know give them suggestions on like books to read as you're you know reviewing someone's pull request right mm-hmm. like there are different ways that you can communicate feedback to someone and this book does a really good job identifying what happens when you don't, when you're not challenging directly and not caring personally about someone.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, actually, that doesn't sound as, as hard as I thought it was. So it sounds like it'd be pretty exhausting, but like it just seems like the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. Just like be honest and be real and be upfront about things. It does a really good job capturing the different workplaces that grasps this concept. I know they, they mention a lot of Google and Apple in the book. Which they have their own different like ways of being radically candid to one another, but then um, Silicon Valley ran with that and made it a whole joke. So it's been yeah it's been crazy. I mean, since.
1: It's it's a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I love Jared as a character. I, like, <laughs> yeah, I think I mean that book is really good in like being able to help management or people that report to you be more upfront about things. When you need to. Like, you know, yeah. how do I tell someone, hey, you're doing a poor job? You don't be like, hey, you're not working hard enough. Why don't you work hard enough? But like, you have, you're, you're, as a manager, you're put in that position from time to time where you have to give some solid, structured feedback and be honest with them because you care about mm-hmm.
1: them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, book is great. I think it was a great book to read. They have all sorts of different tips and tricks as, in management as well. But the quadrant, I always think about that quadrant all the time. You always want to be top right. Radically candid all the time. Okay. How, how many
1: bunny hops do you give this book out of five?
0: Oh, bunny hops. I think I give it a, f- a four out of five. Four out of five. Four out of five. Okay. Yeah. I think there are better
1: ways to explain some of
0: these concepts, but they're, it's good that they brought them up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sometimes oh. there are like, hey, you're being, that's kind of mean. You don't want to do that. But like, <laughs> I get it.
1: Yeah. It sounds like a good takeaway just for life in general, too. I, I don't know. Uh, when when i read a book like this like i recently read first break all the rules which is a, a book by gallup about like studies that they did on how people can become better managers so it's like pretty directly focused on like management and all that but i, I, I always kept on coming at it, like from the perspective of just being a person right. and like <laughs> it's like hey this is actually like an interesting insight into different ways to look the way people interact and uh and get along what was one of the big things that you you picked up from the book yeah so they they have this like mantra that they just keep on repeating through the book from like they, they start like building up from like the survey that they did and the studies and stories that they gathered but the the end result is that they think that a lot of conventional wisdom is wrong like you you can't really change people like At a fundamental level like they are who they are and you have to like work with that so that the mantra they repeat over and over again is people don't change that much Mm -hmm. don't waste time trying to put in what was left out try to draw out what was left in that's hard enough okay always in italics it's very like poetic (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great and kind of from that they kind of try to make a theory about like what kind of activities you should be doing so you are talking about like selecting for talent which is like kind of like the core of who you are which is not your experience or your knowledge or your skills it's it's like how you perceive the world and how your brain is even wired together oh wow So that was like kind of like an interesting concept i really interesting i think we could like definitely you know get ben our, our bunny Ben back on here and like yeah. uh, talk talk about like hiring from that perspective. I think that'd be pretty fun.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really awesome. So the mantra is mentioned throughout this book. Which one of those four? So I'm gonna read the four again. People don't change that much. Don't waste time trying to put in what was left out. Try to draw what was left in, and that is hard enough. Which one of those four like resonates with you the most?
1: I mean, it's the the idea about like drawing out what's what's left in. Like that's that's like an interesting idea where the person is who they are and you need to help them perceive who they are and you also need to be perceptive about who that person is in order to help them pull out whatever they have even if even if they don't know about it oh interesting
0: because like it's the both of the two individuals working together to actually do the drawing out right because it's not just a person you know letting it out because that's not the mantra it's draw it out (laughs)
1: so. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it takes some work. But yeah, so like the, the core responsibilities that they, they outline is like, okay, selecting for talent, like I mentioned before, uh, defining outcomes, not having like a process, but like just saying, not like step by step, how you're going to do it, but the general gist of what you want to get done so people can do it their own way. Focus on strengths, not weaknesses, which I, this is one of the, the more interesting things that I, I want to talk a little bit more about that and the last one was uh find the right fit. So don't just like keep pushing people up a ladder like make sure that they're moving into a new role with open eyes or or they're progressing in their current role in the best way possible. Oh, interesting.
0: You said you wanted to talk about the focus on strengths, not weaknesses.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's so, really interesting. I think they mentioned that also in radical candor cuz like we often tell people like hey, you need to work on these x, y, and z things but don't those are usually like the weak points of an individual
1: right yeah yeah. it's like you're just trying to round somebody out into like the perfect sphere so then it's like okay now you're ready for promotion because you're perfect (laughs) but in in a lot of cases like it's hard to round that out you may have like strengths that you could excel at a lot better like and they talk about like different ways that they like kind of studied successful people and compare them to like unsuccessful people in the same job. And there's a lot of similarity between unsuccessful and successful people. Like they share a lot of the same core things, but just people who are failing, like are missing a little bit of something. Whereas people who are average. There's a wide variety in that. But they do talk about some ways that you can like deal with weaknesses, which I, I thought was super cool like that 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 was really interesting one way is to devise a support system so like if you have a hard time remembering names then you know write it down yeah have a book
0: <laughs> have a small book have right? a small
1: book yeah. yeah if you can't see then get glasses
0: yes uh don't <laughs> call, yeah <laughs> don't call everyone bobby that's did that you don't know how to do that at all i
1: i mean i think that's the support system too yeah it totally works <laughs> But that's you know you got to be from the Bronx. Yeah, that's it's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I really liked was uh, find a complimentary partner. Yeah, which is like, hey, that's some pair programming right there. Yeah, Let me no, talk that, about that
0: that's yeah, <laughs> that's a great that's a great uh, way to deal with weakness. I find that oftentimes I rather pair with someone that I'm like in a stack that I'm not like fully comfortable in just so that that person can like show me the way of like dealing with these things like if i pair with someone i want to pair with someone who knows more ruby than i do right yeah, so yeah. that i can do like the react front end stuff
1: and the other person can you know can handle the rail stuff
0: so that i can you know get better at my react
1: yeah so i guess there's like that there's that aspect like that person has a different knowledge than you or different skills than you but i think that also works like at the fundamental like core of who you are. Like when you're pairing uh, with somebody, I often find that when I'm uh, working by myself, like I will be very methodical about the upfront analysis I'm going to do, and I'm going to think about all the different ways that it could go. But if I pair with somebody, especially like, certain people, like I, it, it's a lot easier just to jump right into it. Right. And I I think there are definitely different personalities that I mesh with like really really well. Like where it's like exponential right how much more productive and how much better the code can get and I, I think that kind of has something to do with like this this kind of idea
0: yeah i think yeah i, I can see how that can be very helpful and th- when it comes to pair programming, just like having someone to complement uh your skill set is just a great way to go back and forth get the feature
1: done and before you know it, it's five thirty p.m and you got to go home yeah exactly yeah and then and then the last thing like it's kind of like a less interesting way to deal with it which is find another role which could could be like just you know stop working on the back end like work on the front end or like hey hey Bobby I'm sorry this isn't the right fit for you you got to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> this isn't working out for you at all find something else to do yeah but I, yeah I feel like this this is kind of like pretty applicable broadly across like all kinds of relationships that you're trying to like be productive with. And, and,
0: th- and I think that like when you have, I mean the problem, especially like at work is that they, you know, as a developer, they expect you to do all the things, right? So you have to find a place that, that uphold like this three, this three, you know, pillar system. And I think finding an alternative roles is, is something that I wish I, I can see more often in other places because you know, if you're not just because you're not good at this particular skill set or this particular stack doesn't mean that you won't be good in any of them, right? Right. Like and, and like the ability for a manager to identify what a person is good at and then have them excel in that takes a lot for an organization to kind of uphold and like and like continue. Right. I think I've worked at a place where the person was a developer and they didn't want to do that anymore. You I wanna be a project manager. And the place was the the organization was like okay let, we'll put you in as an interim project manager we'll see how that works. A month later he did the project management thing. Boom! I like this stuff. And They acknowledged that that he did a good job being a project manager. So like yeah, to find yeah, yeah. an alternative like the or he had a uh, request. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to get this alternative role to be a project manager. The organization said okay we'll do that. They actually it, it worked out. Boom! It's great. So when you yeah. see, when you have that structure set up, it's really cool to see. And it was the first time I saw it. I thought it was amazing.
1: Yeah, they talk a lot about this in, in this chapter too, like casting, like making sure that you know you know what those strengths are and know what the weaknesses are. But like mainly just be like, okay, where are we going to move you to mm-hmm. like get the most bang for your buck?
0: Right, and it and it's good for the organization too, right? Because then they keep this person who had a lot of contacts in the organization and. I can use that skill set for something else. If he needs to jump in or pair with somebody or further explain something technically he can, you know, yeah. it's just really like a really solid workaround. Pretty yeah. Much. That sounds great. I think both of the books that we mentioned, you know, both deal with definitely a form of support system for an entire organization or your people who report to you versus like a support system or structured way of giving feedback that, needs to be told i guess in radical candor it's just really interesting books that we ended up reading that had to do with like management is pretty cool yeah
1: yeah and life and life (laughs) and life
0: follow us now on twitter at radio free rabbit so we can keep the conversation going like what you hear give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole and never miss an episode subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast